What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. My name's Ethan. And I'm Mike. Uh, and we are here today to talk all things Trek. How you doing, Mike? I'm uh, I'm tired and sad. Uh, I've, I've spent the day researching uh, what we're talking about today, so I'm sad. Yeah, How about yourself, yeah. Ethan? Yeah, pretty bummed. Pretty bummed yeah. out, man. Um, it's a sad time for uh, Trekkies around the world um, as we all mourn the passing of Star Trek alum Nichelle Nichols, yeah, uh, who obviously played Nyota Uhura in mm-hmm. Star Trek the original series and throughout the films. Yeah, sad day, man. It is. It is. We had a you know a couple of deaths last week that we talked about. You know, quick mm-hmm. ones. Um, but you know, and we're we're hopefully going to move on to a, a happier topic this week. But you know, there's no way. That we can move past someone who who had that sort of impact to the show um, without talking about it. So yeah. here yeah. we are talking sad times. Sadly. Yeah, I mean, she was yeah, she was very important. She was important to uh, she was important to Trek. She was important to Trek law. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was an important woman in in Hollywood, in film and TV. Um, yeah. You know, particularly TV. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a real trailblazer. Yeah, you know, it's not That's often fair. that I get to uh, use that word. Um, yeah, without being like ironic about something stupid. Yeah, usually, usually when I use the word trailblazer, it's like you know, uh, with a someone heap of horrible. From, yeah, it's with a, a hint of sarcasm. It's you know talking about some horrible person from history and how they they blazed the trail for some horrible douchebag from today, um, because mm. we don't usually get a lot of like positive stuff mm. uh these days but um michelle nichols did a lot of positive stuff in the world should have should yep. a positive impact on everyone so i'm kicking the uh kicking the thing yeah so uh we were going to talk through today you know michelle nichols uh before track during track obviously and a, a bit after track and uh and really go from there you know go go yeah. through over impact or as much as the impact as we can fit in in this uh, short time for someone mm-hmm. who had such a long and glorious life mm-hmm. um but i guess we'll we'll start with like probably um probably the most important thing which is um what other celebrities had to say on the matter mm. um that was me being ironic I get irony. We're gonna try and we're gonna try and be positive. Well, not not positive, but you we're know. not positive. No, we're not gonna yeah. try and be positive about it. But we're gonna we're gonna try and we'll we'll try not, and interlace humor. Let's say yeah, we're gonna try and not be completely goth about it. Yeah. Well, the you know, Nichelle Nichols was a happy, smiley person, and if we can, she certainly honor was. her while being a bit smiley as well, and not let the darkness over overcome us. Then that's uh, you know nice as well. Yeah. Um, so we got the announcement um, early in the morning um, of. Wait, let me get the date. I, I don't. Think it was thirty first. We got it. Thirty first. Yeah. So early in the morning, we got a a, a post on uhura.com from Nichelle Nichols' son, uh, Kyle Johnson. 
uh, dear friends, fans, colleagues, world, I regret to inform you that a great light in the firmament no longer shines for us as it has for so many years. Last night, my mother, Nichelle Nichols, succumbed to natural causes and passed away. Her light, however, like the ancient galaxies, now being seen for the first time, will remain for us and future generations to enjoy, learn from, and draw inspiration. Brought in all this stuff, citing the James Webb telescope in his... uh... Yeah. Cool. Cool. And it yeah. goes on, and you know, I definitely, you know, should we? I'll I'll send you the links, and you can leave leave the links, um, in the in the uh, in the doobly doo, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, so people can go there and check that stuff out. Um, but where did uh, where did you hear about it? Like, what did you? How did you hear about it? Uh, I heard about it on Facebook from um, one of the one of the many track groups, um, and shared it through. You know, it, mm-hmm. and when I shared it, it was just I think an Insta post that hadn't been confirmed anywhere else. Um, so there was a, a bit of say it's not so. Um, yeah, around. yeah, there was a lot of that. I saw it. I got I I got it. Of all places, it was a, a post shared in the star in a Star Trek Online group. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I found it the comments had been turned off and all the comments were just like bullshit. Yeah. No. Like you say, say it ain't so. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's the trouble when, when someone who's like pretty pure um, passes, then they're always going to be a lot of say it's not so comments. I say yeah. pretty pure. I'm sure if uh, someone real dastardly died as well, half the comments would be, uh, Said isn't so, you know, Alex. Jones yeah, plus I'm, sh- I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't, of course. I'm sure know. she wasn't all pure, baby. You well, know. you know, she was, she was in Hollywood in the 60s. Yeah, I've got a tiny bit on that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm. Um, but we'll uh, we'll check see uh, some other stuff. So, some of uh, Nichelle Nichols's co stars uh, shared their thoughts. Um, George Takei um, wrote. When my husband and Brad and I got when my husband Brad and I got married, we asked Walter Koenig, who played Ensign Chekhov, uh, to be our best man, and we asked Nichelle to be our matron of honor. Um, uh, in her characteristic, <laughs> no, whatever. See you later. Yeah. Um, in her characteristic fashion, Nichelle declared, "I am not a matron. Hmm. If Walter can be best man, why can't I be best lady?" Yeah, she was the best lady. Mm. Um, and then uh, George Takei goes on in classic George Takei fashion to explain the joke. Mm. <laughs> good, um, good old George. Yeah. Um, Walter Koenig, uh, who obviously played Chekhov, as mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart goes out to Nichelle's son, Kyle, Nichelle's sisters, and Sky Conway, who stood by and up for our dear co-worker, Nichelle Nichols, Nichols is these very trying past years. Um, that I'm just reading that, how that's written, uh, whatever. That's, yeah. that ain't well, he, written. He, he ain't written that right. He is um, 85. We'll let him go. Yeah, it's fine. Love always is the, yeah. the important bit. Yeah. Um, 
that was four days ago, 14 hours ago, he was advertising an appearance at a con. Um, I that was clearly written by him, that was clearly written by his assistant, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, he mentioned Sky Conway there, Sky Conway, apparently friend of the family, and also the director of a couple of Star Trek fan films that also starred Michelle Nichols, yeah. Which uh so that's how he, the money that's how them. he got her. That's how he got her. Yeah. Helps bring the money in for them if they yeah. you know, get typecast, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's the thing. Uh then we had a lot of um uh a lot of things said by uh by some other Star Trek alums. Um I'll just read a small selection of Zoe Saldana's because Zoe Saldana long. had a lot to say. Um, she uh, wrote on a. Uh, to on to a... be fair to Zoe Saldana, you know she did go see um, Michelle Nichols before she played a horror, yeah, um, to get approval, and you know it was kind of a handing of the torch. So she she can say she can say a bit. Um, you know it, it's it's not a celebrity who's never met her, uh, <laughs> just going mm-hmm. wild on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she wrote. Uh, we've lost a true star, a unique artist who is ahead of her time always. She's an icon, an activist, and most importantly, an amazing woman who blazed a trail that has shown so many how to see women of color in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was uh, she she was very important. She was an important part of of representation for for women in the black community and the and the black community as a whole. Yeah, um, in the latter part of the '60s and. You know, the entire time that Star Trek was in syndication. Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Um, A trailblazer, a heroine, and an extraordinary woman. Someone who inspired millions and millions of people, uh, but inspired me. The show was the first black person I'd ever seen who made it to the future. It just made me feel like that was an amazing thing uh, and she helped propel other women to go into space. She was extraordinary and I was lucky enough to spend time with her over the years. She was my friend and she will be missed. Yeah. So for uh, Whoopi in particular, you know, uh, has told her story many a time that she saw a horror on TV and ran from her TV to tell her mum there was a black woman on TV and she wasn't a maid. Yeah. Which then got Whoopi, you know, when Star Trek was coming back, got Whoopi to go to Roddenberry and say that she wanted a part. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have uh, Guinan, you know, at all if it wasn't for um, Michelle Nichols. Yeah. It's a sad, it's a, the sad reality of, you know, society, you know, throughout the, you know, mm-hmm. one of the many sad things about society. Which we live in, um, you know, is that at one point in the seventies, a little black girl was watching TV, and she, you know, for the first time saw a black woman, you know, like her, on TV, doing something, and she thinks to herself, "Wait a minute, hmm. I can do that," yeah. you know. For the first time, thinking that that's something that she can do, it's um, you know, it's the point of representation matters. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, and where the 60s, 70s or late 60s Trek had to deal with, you know, some issues, current Trek has to deal with other issues that still play into the representation matters game. Oh, yeah, um, it definitely so rhymes. It, well, it, it shows why this shit's important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's important then to, to show people that, you know, whoever you are, you have a chance of being anyone or, you, you, you know, if you can change society or if society changes, you can be anyone and it's the same now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We say as two white guys on a podcast. Yeah, like that, you know, <laughs> the irony is not lost on us. Yeah. yeah. Um, at all. Um, Sonequa Martin-Green. It's important to think outside of the box because that's very much what Nichelle did. Being an actor is great, but she went beyond that. She sort of set her dreams as an actor to the side and said, I'm going to dedicate myself to my community and I'm going to dedicate myself to progression and to the future and to the world, really. Um, Nichelle was an outside-of-the-box thinker, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, I guess you kind of, you know, like we say, black woman in Hollywood in the 60s and 70s, you've got to kind of, you've yeah. got to be quick. You've got to be quick with it, mm. you know. Um because fucking you're surrounded by fucking white people. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Mike, but white people are dodgy as fuck. Especially in the 60s. you know. Yeah, dude. Again, there's a story I'll come back to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm queuing it up. I've queued it twice. I'll, I'll come back to it. Um, LeVar Burton. Uh, heartbroken at the news of her passing, however... I am comforted in the knowledge that she illuminated the way for so uh, many of us with her grace, beauty, talent, intelligence, and her commitment to humanity going boldly to the stars. Hashtag goddess. Hashtag queen. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag queen. Easily. Easily. Totally. Um. The, the, I mean, you look at anyone, any celebrity that's attached to Trek, there's going to be um, a tweet about the impact from, you know, Michelle uh, Nichols over the, over the years and the impact to them. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, genre defining. Um, and, you know, the whole point of Star Trek uh, back then, hopefully same again now, mm-hmm. having... Uh, a black woman having an Asian guy, having a Russian guy, having, you know, an alien. So it's the yeah. whole point of track, and you can understand why people have um, poured out the love on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, uh, so just one last tweet that I'm going to read out um, because what the fuck am I doing reading out celebrity tweets anyway? Um, but this one's from, you know, a cool one, NASA. Um, obviously, Michelle Nichols did a lot of work with NASA over the years. Um, uh, so they put, uh, we celebrate the life of Michelle Nichols, Star Trek actor, trailblazer, there's that word again, and role model who symbolized to so many of us what was possible. She partnered with us to recruit some of the first women and minority astronauts and inspired generations to reach for the stars. And they tweeted a lovely picture of her. Um, lovely black and white photo of her at uh, NASA 
central command, which um, that's a really nice photo. It is. Um, so yeah, what I would avoid doing um, for for the people out there is looking for um, tweets from NASA about Nichelle Nichols pre two thousand and let's say thirteen. And then yeah. Nichols, I, I was showing even beforehand, ha, had a Twitter account of her own or, you know, publicist ran a Twitter account. As I mean, I imagine, I imagine that, like, this is going to start popping up. I, I'm, <laughs> su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised I, I found it this, myself today. I can't um, believe that this has been on the Internet for 10 years. Yeah. So, uh, so we, we, you know, we don't do too much research for an episode um, of, of failing frequency. No, what are we nerds? What, what, what are we nerds reading stuff? Um, uh, nerds. But, but today I went out and you know started collating a bit of stuff and and stumbled on uh, a, a tweet from NASA from 2012 um, of Nichelle Nichols uh, visiting the uh, shuttle Endeavour display. Yeah. And you know it's a it's a lovely photo of you know because she worked so hard with NASA of course, um, they they they've tagged uh, Nichelle uh, of nice. course nice um, because that's what you do Twitter you know it's all about synergy and uh, yeah, tagging man. people and being tagged back absolutely. What I wouldn't recommend for people is is, um, <laughs> is following through on that tag. Because it seems at some points between 2012 and 2014, uh, she relinquished her username, and someone else took it upon themselves. And um, someone called Nichelle. Someone called Nichelle, who is um, accordingly a mature teacher. Oh yes, she's a very mature teacher. She is a mature teacher. Yeah, man, um, she's got some cake. This chick, this popular Twitter page for your much-loved porno celebrity. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, everyone's most loved porn, it's porno celebrity, mature teacher. Um, yes. Goodness me, she's only tweeted once in 2014. It fit, you know, everyone says about, uh, and I think we said uh, last episode of this, about people's Twitter accounts being you know, took and used after their death. And obviously you don't want to be just promoting stuff. You don't want to be Stan Lee's account who's just promoting every Marvel movie after he died. Yeah, that's gross. But still, if you're a blue checkmark person, maybe you, maybe the idea should be that your account just gets held in perpetuity anyway. Wait, wait a minute. I think I know. So I think I know what's happened here. Hmm. So, Nichelle Nichols's old Twitter handle was real Nichelle Nichols. Oh, so and they left the space. That's the tweet. They've left the space, and so the link has just been the real at real Nichelle. So that well, is they, at real Nichelle. We're no, this person a level made... of malice to that poor, um, that poor round-booted woman. We're assigning a uh, uh, an element of of malice to this to this a teacher, but yeah. um, a de- she's a teacher. How <laughs> could we? Gonna, you know, teachers, especially you know, in America and and worldwide, need yeah, our support. Absolutely. 
I would say that she made the account after the NASA mistake, if it was a NASA mistake rather than Nishan Nichols' Twitter Absolutely. changing its handle. Yeah, and um, I don't, and I, I mean, I mean, I was going to say, I doubt she was on NASA's Twitter and then was like, hang on. Yeah. They left a space in there. That mm. frees up at real Nichelle. Um, I would say she maybe didn't think of that, but, you know, uh, she is a teacher, so she might be a nerd. And she's got, you know, if, if you're looking for free traffic, um, that, she, uh, Real Nichelle at Real Nichelle got real traffic from from me today at least once. Going, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on here. I'm checking. Yeah, I'm, che- I'm checking out. I'm 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 on here. <laughs> yeah, Ethan's checking it out. E- Ain't Ethan, nothing Ethan, wrong with that. Ethan will save it for later to check out um, in in higher detail, no doubt. See if yes. that link still works. Um. Yeah. It definitely still works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good lad. Good lad. Um. <laughs> uh, so doing I the Cardassian we'll... neck trick just through. Uh... Sorry. Um. Yeah. Let's do. Let's 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 L- talk let, about... let's talk about Nichelle. Let's talk about Nichelle. Let's 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 talk about the life of of Nichelle Nichols. Mm. Um, I I learned something crazy today, something that I I feel yeah. like I should have known before today. Um, Nichelle Nichols, born December twenty eighth, nineteen thirty two, uh, in a suburb of Chicago. I've got it written down here, Robbins, born. Illinois. Um, she was born Grace, Grace. Dell Nichols. Mm. What the f? Yeah, didn't know as well. She asked her Crazy. parents to change it as a young, like a, a, a young person to say, you know, oh, this name doesn't fit me. Um, and named herself after, you know, Nike, the god, and um, L, making it female, apparently. So it's. Yeah, man. Nike L. But yeah, so Michelle Nichols, originally born Grace, uh, born to Samuel Earl and Licia Nichols. Um, Samuel Earl was a factory worker. And was later elected the mayor of Robbins, Illinois, in 1929. That's cool, man. Mm. One of the one, a working man, a working man in office, working one man. of the people. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? What we like <laughs> people in politics. Currently, no. the political situation here in the UK is a bit fucking um, cartoonish. Yeah, um, and uh, you know. A few less cartoons and a few more people would be great. Sadly not. Nope. Um, Michelle Nichols um, started acting pretty much straight from high school. Um, You know, she immediately, uh, she went and chased her dreams, man. Uh, A singer and a dancer, or she trained to be, she trained to do ballet from an incredibly young age. And she was a, a working singer and dancer from 14. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, man. Which is Who needs to go young. to college? I, I, yeah. I, got, I got time to go to college. I've got a job. Hmm. And got her big break, apparently, from uh, Duke Ellington. So wow. not the one from Big Mouth, or the one from Big Mouth, but not the ghost of. Um, gave her a big break singing when his um, his singer, you know, was out 
So pulled her in to, to fill the role because she could hit high notes and had a low voice as well. Oh man, that's a proper, that's one of those like old, old school rock and roll stories. Like, yeah. you know, I was, you know, I was the, I was the understudy. I was the stand in, hmm. you know, that's the plot to that stupid Mark Wahlberg movie. You got pulled in on, on stage. You got pulled off backstage. Um, I was going to say, I don't think Mark Wahlberg could play Nichelle Nichols uh, convincingly. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. That's a great story. Classic, yeah. classic Hollywood slash rock and roll history kind of story. That's cool, yeah. man. Um, one of the first acting gigs was on The Lieutenant, which was mm-hmm. a Gene Roddenberry series. Uh, that was 1964. Um, unfortunately, uh, from, from what I read about it, because I wasn't alive in 1964, if you couldn't tell, um, my crow's eyes may look like it. Um, but it was an episode specifically about race because, you know, it was uh, obviously important to Gene Roddenberry, if you look at all mm-hmm. Star Trek. Um, and the episode wasn't heard because it was too race heavy. So fantastic. Jesus. Yep. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, like... 1964. Gene Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry would go on to tell those kind, those stories. Yeah. And the way in which he was able to tell those stories is by dressing up white folks in makeup and sticking shit to their faces mm-hmm. and using them as metaphors for race. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you know, because that, at the time, that was the only way you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's not it's not surprising to hear that 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 story got cancelled, you know, when it got originally made because they were trying to tell a real story about real people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Can't have too much can't realism. In, can't have too much. You got realism in my escapism. Yeah. About my war story that, you know, in World War Two, there were, you know, semi integrated um you know, units. Um, but, you know, you obviously can't have that. Oh, that's outrageous. No, we can't. Um, don't, we don't need to. We don't. We had integrated units in the army. Don't remind us. Yeah. But, you know, that that sort of kickback apparently spurred on Gene Roddenberry. And uh, he had words with Nichelle Nichols saying, you know, I kind of want to do something about a multiracial show about how you know, people can live together, which mm. then eventually developed into Star Trek, which got her invited back. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know uh, before today, before my uh, research in the episode, um, she was having an affair with Roddenberry before oh, yeah. um, Star Trek. Oh, yeah. And apparently during it until very late during uh, the original filming. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, as as ahead of the curve, we've, we've said it here on the yeah. Failing Frequency... We, we definitely said it last week. Um, uh, you know, while you know, well, he had, some... had failings, he was a man. Yeah, he, he, he had, had failings. His... Yeah, he was ahead of the curve in some ways, and like deeply problematic in others. Um, yeah, ahead of the curve in his ideas on race, deeply problematic in his views on women. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he cheated on his ex-wife with with Michelle Nichols and Major Barrett Robinbury. He yeah. uh, he made an honest woman of of of, of Major Barrett, um, fucking yeah, 
I mean, like, can I, you I can mean, you imagine? Um, thankfully, they've stumped out by by today's standards a Hollywood producer um, just you know sleeping around with with actresses. Thankfully, they've yeah. stumped that out, and um, yeah. we live in a more enlightened time. Well, yes, yes. So it, for that you know, that it, being it, said, <laughs> however, that being said, yeah, I'm fairly certain it still happens. Yeah. So even if Hollywood we judge fucked up. Even if we judge Roddenberry by like today's standards, he's not apparently that much worse than half the producers in no. Hollywood. On that, no, on Hollywood that front. is a um, you know, it's a it's a it's a fucking it's a it's a desert it's a desert oasis filled with fucking yeah. sex criminals and maniacs. Yep. And it'll um, chew you up and uh, spit you out. Yeah. Yeah. But you fucking love it. But you love it. But you love you it. You fucking love it. You want more. Yeah. Um, so Nichols came in to read uh, for a part. And at the at the time that she was reading, the communications officer wasn't written for her. Um, and she was reading Spock's lines. Whoa. As a, you know, oh, can you just read this to see if, you know, you're half decent, or, you know, as an actor or an actress. Yeah, let, me, um, let, let can you just read these so that we can see that you can read? Yeah, can, can you read these racist lines? motherfuckers? Well, imagine giving anyone lines to read and being like, "We just want to check that you're an actress. Can you play this? Um, <laughs> we, we've given you these lines for someone who is completely non-emotional or like has buried their emotions. Yeah, this isn't going to be your part. Um, but can we get you to read them? Why wouldn't you just get them to read? Read." Uh, I don't know, Randall, whatever her name was going to be at the time, or Kirk, or Bones, someone who had emotion, like, on the regular. So ridiculous oh. to me. So wait, uh, wait, are you telling me that at one point there was a, um, a Schrodinger's cat mm. of Nichelle Nichols as a Vulcan called Rand? No, no, no. Uh, she she apparently said, you know, well, if I'm reading this part, why can't I play it? And he went, well, Leonard Nimoy won't be happy if you're playing his role. <laughs> so, like, Spock had already been cast previously, and it was just a case of, like, oh, can you read this because we don't have any lines for you? We haven't written your character yet. Oh, right. Okay. I see what's happening. So just read some lines so we can see if you know how to read copy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ridiculous. Let's prove you're yeah. an actress. Okay. <laughs> prove you're an actress by reading um, the least emotional uh, character I mean, on the show. I guess, that, you know, yeah. Let's see if she can play this, what will probably be an easy part uh, by getting her to read the most hardest lines. Most yeah. hardest. Most Super hardest. good grammar, Ethan. Yeah. I'm. British. This <laughs> yeah. is the Queen's English. Fuck yeah. the Queen. Um, except Nichelle Nichols. Hashtag Queen. The Queen. Yeah. Good Queen. Um, but through through the writing of the character, um, when when she came into a audition that time, she was carrying a book called Uhuru, um, which is based on apparently, or, or the word is the Swahili word for struggle or no freedom um and it was a book about uh, the struggle of the swahili people or whatever 
-hmm. and trying to pin down the name of the character um she said well you like the name of the book i was carrying why don't we just turn that into a more feminine name and change the oh, u at the end to an a and you know uhura born mm. okay cool yeah. i didn't yeah. know that story that's that's nice that's uh some some nice inside star trek yeah uh so obviously uh michelle nichols is is on track at this point goes through a season and uh first season of trek wasn't particularly well received let's say and um, genre stuff you know well small, like it starts starts off with small communities you know sci-fi yeah used to be very very niche mm. now the nerds have won but back then yeah man yeah in the golden age of, of being a being a being a cool guy yeah sorry i'm just trying to sort my this out so I'm trying to get comfortable Yeoman Rand, and I can't remember a name to save my life. Um, I'll, I'll flash it up if I can't remember. Um, the actress who played uh, Yeoman Rand was obviously decided to be, was going to be a bigger role and was potentially going to be a romance character for Kirk. Also left Trek because, you know, it wasn't performing that well. Mm -hmm. and, for a character that you think is in so many episodes, it was in like 12 maybe. But mm -hmm. Michelle Nichols handed in her notice um, because she kept on getting script, scripts and the first draft would be like, she would do something. And then it would go through 10 drafts, including Gene Ronbury. And she would just say like, oh, comms open or whatever. Mm. Hailing frequencies Hailing frequencies open. open. Yeah. Like the name, like the name. Like the name um, of this, but yeah. it but but better because but we better. suck. Yeah, it's we like we we're called she hailed. we're called failing frequencies because we suck. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but she felt like it was being diminished in part because of her, you know race and sexuality and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. or gender. Sorry, yeah. uh, not sexuality. So she decided to that she wasn't going to stay for the second season. She was going to leave for Broadway handed in her notice to Gene Roddenberry and said, like, I'm gone. And then went to a party at the NCAAP. Oh, mm. NAACP, sorry. The NAACP, the National it's, um, Association for the Advancement I don't want to of say Colored it. People. Yeah. It's still called that. So mm. until they change it. Yeah. It's not nice, though, is it? No, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good saying it. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I, I know I know what you mean, but like... The, like I know that's like, the actual name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. We, we can't change Move the on. name that it is. Move yeah. on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Move everyone, on. everyone knows this fucking story anyway. Yeah, um, everyone knows this story. <laughs> yeah, but at the event, she met Martin Luther King uh, Jr., who said that Trek was his favorite show, only show that he let the kids stay up to watch because it had, you know, black people doing decent jobs in the future and not just being cleaners and, you know, absolute crap like that. Mm. Um, and when... Michelle Nichols said that she was going to leave the show. He said, you absolutely can't because, you know, they could replace you. You're not written as a, you know, you don't need a black person on, on comms. You could be replaced by a white guy, an alien. You go, you could, Emrez. You could be replaced by 
a sexy cat woman. Um, mm. You could be replaced by anyone. So if you leave, you've um, shut the door on representation in the future for, for black people. So you've got to mm -hmm. stay. Um, yeah. So she went back to Gene Roddenberry said, you know, can I have my job back? And he ripped up her resignation in front of her, which is, you know, all good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I covered that story pretty quickly considering everyone, everyone's yeah. already heard yeah. that story. Like, yeah, everyone's heard that story, especially now. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I've definitely told people that story in the past few days. I've learned yeah. some new elements of that story. Um, so I've heard in the past few days, I've heard that story being told a few times. Hmm. Some versions of the story, um, Nichelle Nichols's resignation was already ripped up, and Gene Roddenberry just yeah. pulled the pulled the pieces up out of his drawer. Apparently, he'd ripped it up the second she gave it to him. Yeah, it's just like that's not happening. Um, Which is uh, is almost worse if you're the producer sleeping with the actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, and in other versions of the story, Gene Roddenberry had a hand in orchestrating this yeah. meeting between the two. Mm. Um, I've heard that side as well, yeah. Um, but the element that I've learned that I like the most in the past few days is um, um, an interview that Nichelle Nichols did with Neil deGrasse Tyson, where mm. she tells him that uh, Martin Luther King was like, you know, a proper Trekkie, like he was into Star yeah. Trek. And um, apparently at one point he said, like, um, like you, you're, you, you know, it can be filled by anyone, but like, you know, also you're important. You're like mm -hmm. fourth or fifth in command of the ship. Yeah. And Nichelle Nichols said, I am. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Martin Luther King it's... did. Yeah, you know, and convinced us to say and convinced us to do stuff beyond track, you know. Mm, so, yeah. well, would it be a much different place if it wasn't for, for that meeting? Yeah. Not just Star Trek, the world, you know. Um, who do you think she would have, who do you, who would she be, who would she have been good in? Oh, I could see who would Michelle she be good in. Who would she be good as? <laughs> um, oh, the, the mother in fences. Um, I haven't seen the original Fences, to be fair. Um, oh, remake. Um, but we don't want to just put her in black roles. You know, if you put her no. in black roles, you, you're feeding into it, man. You need yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the yeah. the oh Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, when did Oz come out? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Stella. From a streetcar named Desire. Stella. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, Michelle yeah. Nichols and Marlon Brando. Yeah. No, that's yeah. A, that's an image. Could have could have gone on to do like, uh, being an amazing actress, of course, but you know, didn't didn't do that much. But while while we're on on track, um, do you have any favorite episodes you want to talk about horror episodes or things horror did in episodes? Um, so obviously I'm a perv. Okay, you're going to talk um, mirror mirror then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, like you know, I will. I mean, perv is maybe a strong word. I'm I'm very self-deprecating. I don't like worry, to think I had of it on my list as, as well. I like to think of myself as sex positive. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, just one thing I want to point out, obviously, mirror, you know, mirror, mirror. She's looking spicy in that episode. Her stomach is nice. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm a, I'm a stomach guy. I like a nice stomach. I like a nice back. Mm. Whatever. Um, she's got a nice back. Didn't notice her back. No, I noticed nice her stomach. I noticed she's got a her. lovely stomach. She's got a lovely yeah. back. That bit where she get the, gets the knife out. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Spicy. Sexy woman Spicy. waving a yeah. yeah man. Spicy lady waving a knife around. That's I'm down yeah. with that. Um uh her um I, I love her singing roles. I love the um in in the episode where the, is it heading off to Eden episode where she's singing with Spark. Uh, Charlie got, X, that is. Is it Charlie like, X? Yeah, yeah. Where she's singing with Spock and she's got that kind of like, she's doing a kind of like um, like affected, not quite mm. an affected baritone, but like she's got this kind of like jazz kind of mm. um, lowered octave kind of thing going on where yeah. she's she's almost warbling. Mm. Um, that's cool. It's kind of jazzy. I, I, I yeah. dig that. Very, um, very jazz hall. It's pretty flirty between them as well. Like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got yeah. in my notes, like, probably helped with the idea for the reboot that those two could be a couple. Well, yeah, that, and like, like singing yeah. together and playing music together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I guess, like, yeah, I guess that's it. I, I've got um, in mind, and some of these are only lines, so you know, breeze past them very quickly. We can. Um, in the naked time when Sulu's like high on, I don't know, it's pretty much special water, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, where he's saying like, I'll protect you fair maiden. And she says, sorry, I'm Neva or sorry, Neva. So she's not <laughs> fair, skinned, not a maiden. Great stuff. Hey, that, she re, she, she did a callback to that when Sulu, uh, when, uh, George Takei. Yeah. When George Takei has the things, I don't, don't you remember episode fucking whatever? Yeah. I'm no maiden. Yeah. I'm the best lady. That's mm -hmm. cool. Um, not a great Ahura episode, or not a great Ahura episode for Ahura, but the changeling nomad wipes her mind. Gosh. And then you see her learning from like the level of like a child. So she's reading like dog will run, dog chase ball. Oh great, I can read again. So apparently in the universe, Ahura lost all of her intellect and got taught up like a child again. Mm -hmm. um, yep. um, I, I've mentioned before um, that we, um, uh, that in the, uh, in the beta canon in a book that I, I do think is very good hmm. just because it's got a very cool sci-fi concept at, 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 you know, at the end. Um, but yeah, they go into detail that like, it, it it retroactively adds in a, a few months of rehabilitation that happened yeah. between episodes. Um, you know. um, but um the, the long-term effects of that are that like she she did it, she lost she lost touch with her family because of that. Well, to and be then, fair, like and her, then part of the her reason... family in 
in the constantly evolving alpha canon is yeah. dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they're kind of like, yeah, I guess that kind of, um, you know, yeah. proto-retroactively. Yeah. Um, sort of, you know, discounts her from the pain of having to... Um... Well, she has to learn her family's dead again. Yeah, well, I mean, she That's has to learn her family's dead again, but at least she she has to get over. She's she just has to get back to a place that she's already been in the yeah. in in living memory. She uh, she loses contact with her family because she um, she feels nothing for them, and and having anything to do with them um, yes. brings on immense feelings of guilt because yeah. she couldn't give a fuck. Because yeah. I don't know who you are. I don't care. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I mean, she's not like that in the book. In the book, she's much more sensitive. But to sum it up, she didn't know who these fucking people were, and they were yeah. all cooing over her. And she's just like, "This is just making me super uncomfortable." Because like you people are strangers, and you're all fucking touching yeah. me and shit. Nah, not on, not on. Yeah. Um, other episodes. I always remembered, and I do have to go back for episode titles, so they are in my notes. Who mourns for Adonis? Um, the whole mm. comms panel gets shot out or like can't work going to the surface. So she's underneath it in work clothes being like hooking up mm -hmm. wires again. And Spock yeah, man. dives down as like in charge, the captain of the ship at that point, and is like, how's it going? Oh, uh, and she's like, I haven't done this in years, you know, I'm trying to fix this. And he's like, there's no one more capable for this. And he just leaves again. <laughs> You know, yeah. so again, which is pretty much what, which is pretty much like the same conversation that that Spock has with Uhura every time they see yeah. each other in strange new worlds. <laughs> yeah, you're an incredibly capable person. Oh my Let's god, get this done, mate. Yeah. Listen, low like insecurities they last the your whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the Savage Curtain, which is the episode that President Lincoln turns off. Now that's a weird one. That's, that's a, a weird, weird one. one. Now that's a yeah. weird one because in, I in that best oh, episodes I put these as like episodes were notable for horror. That is a sentiment that I have heard in one place and one place only, and that is in that episode. Yeah. That is an opinion that I have never heard anybody say ever. Yeah. That is definitely a white man's somewhat misguided idea of um, acceptance and equality in the future. Yeah. So that people are going to be okay with being called various different, different versions of the N-word. Because yeah. like, why would I be offended? It's what I am. <laughs> it, 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 she says, in our set, you know, why would I object to be calling to, like, object to that term? You know, a, a different version of the N word, as we said. Uh, in our century, we've learned not to fear those words. It's, it's, yeah. Which... I mean, like as well, and it's also like it's also the most sexist version of the N word I've ever heard. I didn't know you yeah. could make the N word worse, but they do it in this episode by also making it sexist. Yeah. I, I try to retroactively spin it, and I know it is not the context in which it was written. Whereas <laughs> a horror goes like, oh, I know you're supposedly from the past, so I know this was probably an accepted term in your like lifetime, so I'm not going to be incredibly offended by it. But still, not great, Star Trek. Yikes. I know what you're trying to do, 
but not great. Yeah. Ooh. Um, last one for for TOS. Plato's stepchildren. So the kiss. Mm-hmm. Of course, iconic moment. So one of the not the uh, first interracial kisses on on TV. Um, so and again, it was a forced kiss. It wasn't it was like a, forced a kiss. Yeah. Um, but, it like, was, no. but it was important to have on TV. And yeah. from a certain point of view, hmm. it was the first kiss between a white man and a black woman on yeah. mainstream television in America. Yeah. Um, there were various other instances of, um, you know, interracial kisses between like American GIs and Japanese ladies in in world war ii movies and native american women in in cowboy movies and um... can, can i can i tell you because in, in the research has popped up um one of the earlier cases of an interracial kiss on uk tv um was, was on i don't know some some stupid fucking show it was like a hospital show mm. uh guess what they did to the uh character the the black character who was part of the kiss man or woman uh, woman. Okay. Um, you know, get well. I would say, guess what? The most you know racially insensitive thing. But let's not do that because you know it's yeah. It's no, because when you it's said because like, for a track because like when you said guess what they did immediately all the worst things could yeah. that could have happened came to my mind. So all, why don't you the, just tell me what happened? All the worst, like nineteen sixty four, which it, this was. Um, this this character shortly after the kiss decided to travel back to Africa, um, where she died of a snake bite. So Africa, this you know, uh, terrible country uh, in, in the sixties viewers eyes. Did they, did, full did they of have snakes. like? Did they have like the thing with the plane going over and the the planes going over the globe and it's just yeah. and it just says it is just the the african landmass and it just says africa, africa written yeah. across it cool I, I i do not know i pre- i presume it was just she was written off and then she didn't come back because she died via snake which is you know that it's the risk of uh, interracial kisses back then you know you're yeah. potentially written off as a character to die via snake um yeah um yeah Definitely, that's a in, uh, in an that's, untamed that's... land by a um, uh, by a beast of the land. Yeah, that's it. That's a good way of you know in media. That's a good way of dealing with things. You fridge someone. Um, mm. You know the, the it's most it's very common with gay characters. Gay, all yeah. gay characters are going to die. Um, let me just check something because you why just you're so sure me. that Ortegas will die. I mean, I'm fairly certain. I mean, she's just got the she, it's the energy and it's yeah. the sass. Uh, but in in um, in the track case anyway, in step Plato's stepchildren, uh, the suits and the director kind of like wanted it it not to be a kiss. Um, and Shatner, for all his foibles that we we talk about constantly, because Shatner Shatner has many many of them. Shatner's um, a dick, and I think that this story is somewhat lo- it, it's, it's somewhat connected dickish. to the fact that Sh- William Shatner is a dick. Yeah, like this scene was originally supposed to be with Spock, and I'm not entirely sure mm. that Leonard Nimoy would have done this. 
No, so so Shatner decided because you've only got a certain filming window that he was going to film um, many and many a take where he kissed Ahura. Mm-hmm. So they only had very little time to film a take demanded by the studio and demanded by the director where he mm-hmm. didn't kiss her. And for the one take he did do where he didn't kiss her, he crossed his eyes. So he went like this. I was going to say, can you do it? Her. Can you do it? Can you can you go? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can only do it for so long. I can only do it like if I do this. Uh, right. I need to Am I doing that. it? Am I doing it? You're doing it. Hey, I'm doing it. Cool. So so Shatner after after kissing this beautiful woman many a time, um messed up the take where he didn't kiss her. So when they were looking at it the next day. Um, the director head in his hands, the studio like decided to go, I'll just pick the one where he kissed her. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I read that it was it was I read I, I I heard that it was the other way around, that they did many takes where you know, many hmm. and that all of the takes where they didn't kiss he fucked up. Yeah. You know. Looking at directly at the camera and shit, going cross-eyed yeah. a lot. Um, again, there are multiple different versions of a lot of these stories. I, I think it's a <laughs> lot more believable for Shatner to to kiss a, a beautiful woman many a time than him be like, yeah. "Oh no, I won't kiss a beautiful woman." Many, yeah, time. many times. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah. You make a good point. Yeah, um, I mean, it is Shatner. like Shatner. You know, it was it was it was Kirk doing the kiss because Shatner insisted. Yeah. Um, I've just realized this is another segment of Shat My Pants, isn't it? Oh, yes, this is definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Shat- this is definitely a ding, 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 Shat in the Face moment. I'm going to get a bell. That's I, I, really get regret, a bell I really Shatner regret face. changing um, Shat in the Pants yeah, to Shat in the Face. Um, you shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't no. have given me that. I shouldn't have. I'm going to get a bell for Shat in the Face. Yeah. So anyway, beyond TOS, um, came back for the animated season, uh, prob- or the animated series, probably because of um, Nimoy and and all those guys decided that they, you know, they're not going to do it if they're not going to get um, everyone, what Koenig and everyone back really. Yeah. Um, was replaced half the time with Emrez, a very sexy cat. Um, yeah, so man. Says you. Fuck yeah. Uh, I think she's just a normal cat. You say she's a very sexy cat. Oh, she's a sexy cat lady. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't help myself. She's a sexy cat. Well. I'm gonna send you a, a out of context comic panel of Mares. Um, Please don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, trying to seduce Sulu. Okay. Um, but there, there You're is gonna episode, love it. There is an episode of of the animated season where um, all the men get hypnotized. And it's the first episode where Ahura takes control of the Enterprise. She's in the captain's chair because all the men have gone like it's like a it's it's a classic mermaid tale, really, where all the yeah. men are hypnotized and all the women have to fight for them. Men. Men. Ugh. Men just hypnotized by women. Men, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Ladies. No. 
Okay, so a horror in the movies. What is your overall thought of a horror in the movies? Because I've got one written down here. Um, There's honest, six movies with her in. To be honest, my it's um, you know when you look back over Star Trek history, hmm. you know Star Trek is made up of of many many ensembles. Yeah, um, and I think. Other than Discovery seasons, you know, one and and you know, other than Discovery season one, I would yeah. say that um, TOS as a whole, from the series through the movies, probably makes the 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 least use of mm. of their ensemble. Um, I feel like Uhura um, was sorely underused, especially in the movies. Yeah, to to such um, a high degree. Like I, yeah. I've got here, search for Spark. Where they're doing like the the breakout of the Enterprise and, and stealing away McCoy and stuff like that. Yeah, that's her moment in that's that movie. That's her moment. She, you know, transports the rest of the cast onto the Enterprise and then meets them an hour and twenty later. She's like, "I'll, I'll meet you on Vulcan," and then she's on Vulcan and she's like, "Hello, guys, I'm on Me Vulcan." I told, I told yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. A bit shit for her on that film. Yeah, man. And because of that, she was the only person, like, well, other than Scotty, she was, she was like, everyone else is getting to wear cool, dis- like, you know, weird future disco yeah. clothes. She's still in a fucking uniform. That sucks. Outrageous. Um, Final Frontier. She does the fan dance. Weird. Um, Don't like it. Weird. Not good. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I like Final Frontier. Don't like the fan dance. Don't like no, it. That's on, weird. Um, the planet of peace, whatever it is. It's it's a weird choice, um, narratively, like like we said mm-hmm. on uh, on a on uh, on our recent My appearance case. on uh, um, intoxicated masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a weird plan. Yeah, um, when there are you know you could just walk down there and you've got yeah. guns. Yeah, got, like, or you know, or yeah, you could lure them away instead of making them stop. Dead in their tracks, in their tactical positions that they've been waiting in. Yeah. Um, uh, and behind the scenes, it's a weird choice. Definitely mm. a Shatner choice. Sh- you know, Shatner made that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Just. Uh, I mean, she, I get, she but, was a dancer in in her skills, but she wasn't a fan dancer. And you know, that who, who's running after a fifty to sixty year old? Fan dancing uh, woman. Yeah, don't know. Um, I don't mind the the whole thing of her coming on to Sky though. Fine yeah. with that, you know. She spent years looking at this big strapping Scotsman with his big forearms. Yeah, you know, you know, fucking screwing shit in. Mm. You know, she brings him a bag of crisps. In. Yeah, it, it very much looks like at the start it's just a bag of crisps, and I understand it's like Starfleet rations, but it's just like. A bag of crisp where you've scratched off the uh, the brand, so it's just the silver underneath. <laughs> it's just what? that. So, like at the start, um, where Scotty's fixing up the Enterprise, ready to go. Oh he yeah, brings him up a bag of like Starfleet rations. Yeah, but it's clearly just like a bag of crisp, like a bag of fucking Monster Munch, where they've scratched off the <laughs> brand of Monster Munch. They've, turn, yeah. they've turned it around and they've, they've yeah. taken off the nutritional information. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you know, I suppose. Yeah, he's um, your, your Russian. He's like, 
Oh, we used to have these. We used to have these in fucking Aberdeen. Yeah, he just picks out like Monster Munch fucking arm or whatever. Pulls out a little sachet of salt. Turns yeah. it up, pours it in, shakes up the bag. <laughs> uh, undiscovered country. She can't speak Klingon. Yeah, man. That's my least favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it's 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 funny, I suppose, where they're like rifling through a book and going like, ha, 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 ha. But it, yeah. it's not good. It's nowhere near being it's good. It's the fact and that she's she's rifling through the book. They have to make and, her dumb. And, they and have to she, make her yeah, so they have to like dumb. dumb her down for the for the yeah. scene. Like, yeah, and and like, yeah. I mean, I guess they just wanted to inject some humor into the process that's yeah. going on because, like, you know, when that happens, there's there's a whole bunch of shit going on. They're yeah. like, you know. We need to go. We're on prison over here. We're doing an investigation. We're we're fucking, you know, hacking into people's comms and shit. We're doing this. We've got to have some levity. Other than but. Scotty in in Final Frontier, where he hits his head on the, like when he's he says, "Oh no, you want to go this way and left and whatever." I know, like this this ship, like the back of my hand, and then walks into a pillar and faints. You know. It's the it's the worst that they've treated a character on that show, or mm. those movies. Other than that, maybe where Scotty just hits his head and faints. Yeah, it's just like I've forgotten my ability to speak a language that with a race that we constantly, you know, have to bump into. Yeah, what the hell's that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a of a of a um. Of another example of of a bridge officer incompetence in the films, and yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, um, I did like the comedy moment in in the voyage home with Uhura and Chekhov on the on the street, yeah. um, pulling in a real passerby. Yeah, and like you know, one of my favorite all time like you know improv movie moments where they mm. you know you know along with like it's right up there with. I'm walking here as yeah. like just a thing that happened by virtue of filming on a city street. Do you, you, know? Do you know the this story behind that as well? Yeah, they so they they're filming the scene and this woman just walks mm. in the shot and they just ask her if she knows where the whales are and she's like, "No, it was supposed to be that she says nothing like everyone does." Oh and right, then, and then the the you know extra improv that line. And they went like, "That's a really good line. We'll keep that." Yeah. And then they had to because acting unions and everything, they had to get her up as like an official actress. So they had yeah, to man. pay her acting yeah. dues. Fuck yeah, dude. Which you know, to be fair, if you're going to use the line and say like that is a really good improv line, you should yeah, be man. paying the dues. Hell yeah. Yeah. That Quick is, like, with it. Fantastic. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The way man. to Alameda. Fantastic. Get paid, baby. Mm. Rain. Um, yeah. Uh, for for the character of a horror, so I've got a bit in the notes here of after the movies. Um, yeah. What happened? What happened to a horror man? So, in we're talking Alpha Cannon. Okay, well, I, just I, I can specific. do. I can do a very quick line of Beta Cannon if you want. Yeah. So, like, give give us give us some flavor of the Beta Cannon, the the so, Star Trek Legends, if you will. The Beta Cannon, and I don't have the paper book. It's it's about 
10 meters that way or five meters that way. My, my flat isn't that big. It's f- five meters that way. Um, in the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard, she's Federation president. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Which is which is all good. Not bad at all. Yeah. In, in Alpha Canon, so this, this is all from um, the series Picard. Yeah. She's the captain of the USS Leon Durance. And I'll be very happy for someone to correct me on my pronunciation. Let's have a look at this. Let uh, me see. Grants, sorry, Leon de Grants. Lee, the 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 Leon de Grants. What is that? Yeah. Let's let's it, give that a quick Google. Carry so on. So it's a it took from the name of Patrick Stewart's char- character in the movie Excalibur. Oh. Okay. So for a portion of today, I was trying to watch the so, movie Excalibur okay, to try and so get how they pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, his kingdom of Cameliard. Yeah. Um, in, in, yeah, in Cornwall. Okay. Yeah. So he served King Arthur's father. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, a lot of Arthurian legend is, yeah. um, is just um, French fan fiction. Yeah. So... And if you're going to pick something for the series Picard, you might as well pick something that is one of Patch Chew's old roles, really. Yeah, one of his old roles. And it fits because it's kind of French and kind of English. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that ship is modelled on the, the Shenzo because they had the wireframe of the Shenzo ready to go, clearly. Um, I love the Shenzo. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a good looking ship for the bridge to the on the bottom of the saucer. Yeah, I love that. A good mix up. You know, you you think of how hard it is to put a different style of oh a saucer, a main section, and two nacelles, mm-hmm. and a bridge on top, and they just went it's like, easy for it to look bad. Bridge on the bottom. Yeah, it's easy for it to look bad. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah. Hmm. Um, but it's in a plaque in an episode of, of Picard season two, um, where they've got the uh, where they see Eleanor getting into being a Starfleet cadet or whatever, you know, whatever start uh, Picard season two was. Um, and it's her ship and it has a plaque below it saying it was captained by Uhura. It went on a five year mission, uh, it made 100 first contacts. Uh, over 2301 to 2305, so busy ship. Um, yeah. And then it became an academy ship, uh, 2317 to 2333. And we know from Picard season one, because there's a, a certificate in the background of his, his memory hole, apparently, um, that says that was his first ship that he ever went to warp on. So Picard would have been training under, um, as a cadet, probably under Uhura, which is a nice bit of, you know, connective tissue. The first ship he ever went to warp on. Mm. It's a nice, I bet that is a nice milestone. They call it like the Warp High Club or something like that. The Warp High Club. Which only makes me think of like... First first time going to warp. Yeah. First time going to warp. You're a little nervous. 
Take one of these. Yeah. Now, it just sounds like he fucks someone. Like, it, it seems like the weirdest name for a club because obviously now we know the Mile High Club and whatever. Yeah. And all it sounds like is like, oh, Picard fucks someone while at war. It's not even that creative. Yeah. Not even that creative. Mm. Just, cut, just make it slightly more crass and make it yeah. what it is. Say, oh, looks like I'm popping. Oh, gosh. I'm popping Uhura leaning over a young Jean-Luc Picard. Looks yeah. like I'm popping your warp, Jerry, Oof. mister. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Gotta know how old, old she was back then because Bones wasn't looking great. Um, she was 160. <laughs> she was 160. And, and yeah. She was 160 years fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Hey man, I'm all here. For, I'm I'm definitely here. Yeah, I, I'm sex positive. I I'm mean, it's going to really put I'm it in here the con- for, for the for the for the representation of of um uh, uh post middle aged sexuality that Ahura provides in the Final yeah. Frontier. I've come I, I around. Don't... I've come around on it. I am the whole idea. I love the dance now. I 100% know that, like, in Star Trek, because we know Bones was around at, like, Encounter of Farpoint, people are supposed to live a long time. Yeah. But then you see Picard in Picard Season 2, and you go, like, a, a long time or just, like, a slightly longer time? Because he, he'll make it to 110 if he's lucky, that man. I know, but I could, I could believe that Picard of man. being the kind of person where he's, like, they're like, you know, where people are like, you can have all your organs replaced. And he's like, oh, I've already had an organ replaced. Fuck off. Leave me yeah. alone. Like, I don't, what do I, I need to live? I don't need to yeah. live for 200 years. Yeah. He's dying season three, definitely. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. I'm thinking yeah. maybe maybe season three ends, right? Mm. With a, D, a, a flashback scene. You're of, stealing my flashback idea of, here. Of a de-aged... Jean-Luc Picard okay. and and a young um, Nuhura, what's her name? Uh, Celia Rose Gooding. Celia Rose Gooding, three names. She might be a serial killer. Yeah. Um, uh, Celia Rose Gooding. Um, should we cut that out? Am I making a wild accusation there? No, I, no don't cut it out. No, it's a fine. Uh, DA, like, no, so DH Jean-Luc Picard. Mm. Exactly like in X Men Three, just Smooth. as uns- no just pause. as unsettling, just yeah. as unsettling, um, more mm. unsettling even, um, and and just Celia in yeah. old person makeup. Old, old person makeup, Back to the Future mm. Part Two style. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Does that sound it would like be... a good idea to you. It... It would be a thread. They set up that um, Picard was on the uh, Leon de Grasse, or Leon de Grants uh, in season one of Picard. They said that Ahura was captain of it in season two. If they show them together in season three, at least it's you know following a thread between seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. And it would it would lead into my theory that they're going to ha- have well, not the age, but recast young Jean Luc and young Bev. In, in season three. Okay. So it could happen. Are we thinking Hardy or McAvoy? 
I'm thinking this this new kid. I can't remember his name. I, I said it on last episode, um, but they, they've cast a, a young English actor or very very posh English guy um, who looks like he could be okay bald. I reckon he's going to be uh, young Picard. I mean, McAvoy, James McAvoy has expressed he's back. Oh boy, James McAvoy is back. Oh boy, oh yeah. boy. Oh, um, he's expressed many times a desire to play a young John Luke Picard. Um, um, obviously, Tom Tom Hardy already did play a young version of Picard. I think that like Tom, Tom Hardy's Hardy... probably the age now that um, Picard was in in season one of Trek. And playing Jean Luc Picard would mean that he would not have to. Um, maintain the body of a fucking silverback gorilla because like yeah tom hardy when he played shins on is one thing but tom hardy now is a different fucking beast entirely and i mean beast beast with all capital letters yeah like that man is a fucking monster truck yeah he'd have to stop mumbling that there, there was a survey and it was like the least comprehensible actors uh, or the least comprehensible actor in the U.S. was Tom Hardy because half his roles he affects like a real mumble accent, like or Tom wears, Hardy, wears a mask or some shit like that. Tom Hardy never acts with his normal voice. Yeah, which is a shame. He's got a fine voice, you know. But just uh, looking I mean, up, then I mean, it's um, a voice. It does its job. It expresses words that yeah. you know represent abstract concepts as well as yeah. his thoughts and feelings, his wants and desires. Um, mm. You know, yeah, it's a voice. But but looking up, Patrick Stewart was um, forty seven, season one of TNG. Um, Tom Hardy is forty four. So if there was going to be a minor prequel, and you could afford Tom Hardy, which they can't, uh, you know, Tom Hardy does TV age. roles. He does TV roles. Oh, he does. He does. He, he does, does expensive TV roles. He, he does expensive do. TV roles, but he does expensive TV roles that he likes. And you know, Star Trek isn't exactly a fucking independent production. Yeah, do you think he had a good experience on on Nemesis? I mean, I think he had a good experience on Peaky Blinders. I think he was drugged up for Nemesis. Have you have you seen on, on the Nemesis like screen tests or like acting tests? Tom Hardy and Patrick Stewart have a scene together where they're like having dinner. It's the the dinner scene from. It's better the, than the movie. Are. It's, it's much better. Than it's the movie. so much better than the movie. Yeah, yeah it really is. You, you, and yeah. you go like, were you just directed poorly, or were you like, like both yeah. of you just like given up by then? Yeah, <laughs> what what happened to to this yeah, now? So yeah, that that was her her alpha cannon, as far as we know her. Where you know she captained uh, Leon de Grant's, um, where Patrick Stewart, where oh sorry, John Luke was a cadet. And he had his first warp flight. So that, that's what we know of what Uhura got up to in, in Alpha Cannon. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad yeah. that, that, is out, that, that, is, that that is Alpha Cannon, that that has something yeah. that has happened on screen, which means, um, you know, by the laws of canon, mm. that means it's real. 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 Now it will happen. Mm -hmm. Reunification of Ireland next year. And then um, in... 200 or 300 odd years time it'll be uh, a Patrick Stewart look like yep. on the ship of the Leo de Grant 
it'll all just be no it'll all just be perfect cgi renders of all the characters yeah um and in order to watch it we'll all have to put on a suit and a yeah. and a headset and walk around yeah if only we could have that like there was the um unreal version of the enterprise d that the uh, folks at Paramount decided to close down yeah, because was... they're incredibly intelligent folks rather than just buy it. <sighs> anyway, um, do you want to do a bit of depressing stuff before we talk about Michelle Nichols' effect on like? Yeah, well, I mean, we don't want to do it, but we, we know, don't we want should. to, but we we need to cover it at some point. We should. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, like it's a, it's kind of a, a sad reality in in you know in in the world, um, mm. which is you know elder abuse for lack of a better word, and um, mm. you know the you know when when people with money get very old, um, people who claim to have their best interests start to deal with their affairs. Yeah. Um and so for the for the last, you know, for for a good few years leading up to uh Nichelle Nichols's last few years, um there was a sort of custody battle over the conservatorship of who got to control Nichelle Nichols's finances and this was mm. a thing that was that was going on for quite a while between her son and her former management with um, with her friend and I don't have the friend's name noted down. Do you know here. what? We don't need his fucking name. Yeah. Um, but like, because the guy, no, no. the person, the person, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because so I'm, I'm unclear on the details of whether or not it was a three way um, battle yeah. for conservatorship or if there was a sort of front between, you know, Nichelle Nichols's son, Kyle Johnson, and her former friend and, yeah. um, and the, uh, the uh, manager. former manager yeah. or, you know, um and and it's a thing you know we saw it with um with stan lee although with stan lee there was also a lot of accusations of mistreatment mm-hmm. um and it's you know it's a thing that like you know i used to work in an old folks home um i've never seen like physical abuse to an elder but i've definitely been around family members that were very clearly yeah dip in Hmm. if you get my drift um it's the world's fucked man yeah so so we know in her later years to to get her into a conservatorship and to exacerbate this she had dementia anyway for a good couple years she had a good couple of strokes in the last year or two of her life and she was still being shepherded to um between cons to do signings to make money apparently to afford her estate yeah but at the same time you know how much money do you need for the last couple of years of your life yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be flown her, her last con was in 2001 in la so mm-hmm. during covid flying a 80 plus year old woman to uh, a room with thousands of people to sign autographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, doesn't seem right to me. 
No, I mean, does it, you know, but we don't know. We don't but know. We, what we, her, don't know. we don't know yeah. what her financial situation was. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, what we do know is that, you know, conventions are a, a source of steady income for a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the el- elder statesmen of science fiction, you know? Yeah. Um, if you've ever been to a convention and shelled out for an autograph, you you get you get what I'm talking about. But you know, a lot of these people aren't getting acting jobs anymore. And no. you know, they don't you know, when you when you only do one thing your whole life, it's the only thing you know how to do. So it's not like you can get a job. Mm. Like a job. Mm. Um uh yeah. But, sad, yeah, sad very, shit. very sad. Um, um uh, wanted wanted uh, to cover this in the middle rather than leaving off at it as at the end yeah. because it's it's fucking depressing, really. Yeah, man, it's super sad. Uh, Carl Johnson, by all by all accounts, seems like a, a straight up guy. Mm. Um, seems like a good guy. He announced uh, Nichelle's Nichelle Nichols's passing on their website. Um, just looking at his, um, I mentioned there's an interesting fact about her son. Um. This is on his Wikipedia page. In the early 2000s, Johnson had a radio show on KNFT Silver City, New Mexico. Um, and he was he did the left of center show. So basically, he was the left wing representation mm-hmm. um, um, on, the, on the radio station. And would also feature as like the left wing voice on Rush Limbaugh's show. Rush okay. Limbaugh, obviously. Yeah. Um, The show was pulled from the air after just two months, reportedly due to pressure from local ranchers who objected to his content. Fantastic. So that was a radio show. A story that never changes, apparently. So that was a radio show pulled from the airwaves by ranchers. Hmm. My eyes are rolling. Let's see if the microphone can pick them up because it is making <laughs> so much fucking sound. My I mean, like it. There's just there is just no telling how racist it may or may not have been. <laughs> there's just no telling. It could have been like it because it's it's you know it's that it could have been like I'm not racist, but yeah. Or it could have been this fucking left wing. Woke the woke mafia, yeah, or it could have been straight up. I don't want to hear this from the not on my he, ranch. He's not a good dish jockey, yeah, you know? yeah, not on yeah. my ranch, yeah, not my president, not my federation president. That's what they said about Hura, yeah, Ooh. weird. That's electric again. Cadassian Nectric. Um, so we mentioned earlier, um, you know, that Uhura was born um, and she was born a child. Uh, I mean, Nichelle Nichols was born a child. Um, yes. She was the third of six. Most most people born are, really. This is an interesting part. And I've, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. This was all... something you learned today. I'll, I'll no, this is this isn't something I learned today. I, okay. I have some interests in in. Weird shit and dark shit, yeah. Along with conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, true crime and stuff. I, I yeah. also take a bit of an interest in cults and shit. 
Um, and this is why I'm 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 def I'm totally leaving it up to Mike as to whether or not to leave this in. Um, <laughs> as Mike bites his tongue, you know, Mike Mike goes like, "Oh, happy to be left in," but you know, not fun. So, you know, it's not it's not going to be a fun section, people. You know, if you want to skip nope. to more, yeah, nice like like I say, this is this is the sad over. stuff. Yeah. Um. So Nichelle Nichols's brother. Um. God, I lost the page. Let me just find his page. Thomas, you're saying? Was it Thomas Nicholson? Thomas. Let me just get it back up. Thomas Nichols. Mm. So, um, Thomas, Thomas Nichols's brother was a member of the Heaven's Gate cult. Um, now, if you don't know what the Heaven's Gate cult is, it's it's a uh, a well, it was a it was a destructive cult led by two um, misguided people. Um, and the the religion that, that their cult was built around was a, uh, a kind of an ancient aliens type deal. They believed that the messages revealed in the Bible were, you know, were misguided in terms of like, well, when they said they saw an angel, really they were looking at a, 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 an alien and they just didn't know what they were looking at. Which is I need a, something a, stronger. Yeah, um, which is you know, if you, if you have that as a belief, that that's fine. But maybe you don't want to go the route with these guys. Yeah, um, and uh, the Heaven's Gate cult believed they, the Heaven's Gate cult, fucking loved Star Trek. Mm. They, they, they watched Deep Space. They fucking loved Deep Space Nine. They thought that Deep Space Nine was essentially like a uh, a a pacified version of how heaven worked mm. um anyway they committed mass suicide in in um in, in the 90s um and yeah. uh and and Nichelle Nichols's brother was was one of them uh and and it's it's kind of crazy yeah it's uh, a, it was the first time hearing about it today when when you said it um, in the green room before the show, I yeah, never knew. It's it's anyone. crazy. It, uh, it's 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 fucking. It's one of those like you know you hear about like weird you know you know we've mentioned a couple of like you know moments of, of rock and roll Hollywood history. You know, this Cameron Diaz bought weed off Snoop Dogg in high school. Hmm. Cool. Um, the woman from the ma Mamas and Papas bought weed from Harrison Ford. Cool. Who didn't? Michelle Nichols' brother was in a fucking suicide cult. Excuse Less me? cool. Yeah. Well, excuse me? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucking weird. And I'll tell you what the weirdest and darkest aspect of this it gets darker than just darker. ritual suicide not not as dark as the ritual suicide okay um, um is um is there there is a video testimonial by thomas nichols um they used to make so many videos that's the thing like heaven's gate got so got so popular mm. before like not popular but like renowned before mm. everything happened because like they were on the internet Back yeah. in the day, they used to do. They they basically had 
a MySpace page hmm. years before social media. Um, and and yeah, there's 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 videos of all of them talking about how excited they are to go and 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 join. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's, um, yeah, but I don't know. I just I guess I thought like you know we're we're not we're not the kind of people that you know are going to shy away from news like that necessarily we might we might cut this out yeah. we might cut this bit out and leave, uh, leave the rest in i don't know but like, i mean that's it, a, that's a thing that happened and i think it's an important thing because like it's fucking crazy yeah it, at the very minimum it could be a, a thing that you know someone someone can learn on and say that you know even if a family member is in a, a cult or something like that yep know, yeah there are there are before there are it gets resources. to a extreme level uh, as as the heaven gates uh yeah. did. <clears throat> there are there are um what what doesn't doesn't constitute a cult is uh, is is a complicated matter mm. um but um religious trauma presents itself in many ways um and i guess since we're on we're on the subject um mm. if anyone is dealing with religious trauma there are resources specifically um there is the freedom from religion foundation mm -hmm. and there is the recovering from religion foundation i'll um, put links down below for you know for, for yourselves or um for helping dealing with a family member in that sort of situation yep absolutely um that that is you know Obviously, they they deal with you know they have like helplines for people that are dealing with their own post personal trauma, but they also they're they're great for resources if like like Mike says if you're if you are dealing with a family member who may or may not be seeming a bit culty. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Anyway, anyway, please let's move on from the unhappy bits of life. The un at the end of uh, all, all the terrible stuff um, in the letter. Yep. Um, it, it's worth talking about all the impact that she had in in the wider world outside of Trek. In the um, grand scheme of things, the most important thing she did. Yes, yeah. Um, very, very much, definitely. So um, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime, and my understanding is it's free for everyone. It just has adverts, um, which are are painful to sit through as someone who's used to a, a digital age of streaming. But they're you know, if, if it's free for everyone, then all good. Anyway, the, this documentary uh, it's called "Women in Motion" on uh, Prime. It's it's pretty much it, it's not an in memoriam, uh, but it is uh, Nichelle Nichols' is life. Uh, through Star Trek, and it's mainly focused on her getting to and then working at or working for NASA as a yeah. recruiter, really. Yeah, uh, like a so, brand ambassador. Yeah. So, so what happened was she was doing um, the con circuit, the con circuit um, nice. for Star Trek, and they had people from NASA there. Um. And Nichelle Nichols, you know, was fairly blunt and said, 
you know, that that space is incredible and, you know, all the Apollo stuff had happened or Apollo 11 had happened by then and said, you know, incredible step forward for mankind, but nowhere or no one up there looks like me mm-hmm. and kind of like called out um, NASA for that. And it so should, when, there should be should. someone. I mean, like, have you seen Star Trek? That's what yeah. space looks like. It's, but, you know, if you're trying to represent mankind, just in case you run into an alien, you know, yeah. you should have people of, you know, different genders and different colors up there. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, when, when NASA was recruiting for the space shuttle program, uh, came to Nichelle Nichols and said, you know, can we, you know, we're trying to aim for a more diverse group of people in space. Can you help us? And she became, um, she consulted for them to try and get a a more diverse group of people uh, making a company called Women in Motion. Uh, And, you know, throughout discussions, it came out that Nichelle Nichols was saying, and not meaning herself, that, you know, you need a brand ambassador who looks like the people that you're trying to recruit. And NASA went, well, you'll do. Um, and that that wasn't, you know, her aim of it, but she took on that role um, and had, as most good people do when they take that sort of role, stipulations where they were saying, oh, no, you'll we'll film something and you'll beam down and be showed around a NASA exhibit by, um, you know, one of our guys. It's like, no, you know, Ahura is pretty smart. How about you just put it onto my company and we'll film it yeah. uh, ourselves? So you, you can find it all on YouTube, this, you know, video she did where she went around NASA as Ahura with a young girl where her and the young girl are talking and, you know, going through all, all NASA stuff. Um she went around cities, going to black colleges because, you know, at the time it wasn't fully integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and organizations like the, uh, let's see, I've got it here, uh, the Black Pilots Recruiting Center mm-hmm. um, saying, you know, any one of you want to come into NASA. She was also saying when the Army and the Air Force they take on people and they said, as part of your role, we don't want you to try and recruit for the army and, and Navy and air force and stuff like that. And NASA picks some people out of that. We don't want you to touch that. We're doing that. Okay. And she went, well, how about your rejects from there? When you say they're not like, they're not army material. Can I take them? Cause they might be like real science focused, but not real like, let me just let me just focused. let me just compare the reasons why they're not army <laughs> material yeah. to their identification photo. Let me just yeah. let me just read that and look at that and see. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would imagine that there were quite a few fucking like just stellar records racists yeah just just i, I would imagine people. there were i would imagine she saw just so many like just absolute perfect records of yeah. of military officers uh, yeah. that are for some reason not fit for this and yeah. then she looks at that photo and sees a black man yeah and it's just like well fuck me mm. what do you know 
So, so what, what she did as well, because, you know, if you're going to talk about recruiting these, you know, anyone into, into NASA, it, it's better if you know what the recruitment is. She went off and took months off a, a schedule of acting. And you, you see this in the future for her. She didn't really do much acting later in her life. She was pretty yeah. much a brand ambassador there on. Yeah. Um, to do NASA training. So she did the old landing a spatial simulation. She did the old going in into a swimming pool in a in a, a space suit. She did all that sort of stuff. It's cool. It's cool, yeah. man. Cool. To to train up on it. And she, you know, she did land the shuttle and everything like that and the simulations. Yeah, man. Um just so she could go and like when she was recruiting say like this is the sort of thing that they're training you up on to get mm. people interested and infused on it. And you know in, interestingly, at the time, uh, when the, the first shuttle was unveiled, it was the Enterprise. Never never flew as a shuttle. It landed as a shuttle. It never flew as a shuttle. But it, yeah. Well, so I she mean, was recruiting people I, I, for the I mean, Enterprise. I, there, is a, there, is a, there are a few seconds of a particular Star Trek intro that might disagree mm. with that. Yeah, I know. I've got faith of that heart. <laughs> yeah maybe it'll get repurposed as a commercial space liner i know it's sitting in um I, i've i've gone and reached over and touched the enterprise the real enterprise that's it's sitting on cool. the the uh intrepid in uh new york them shits the, is big it, it's big ship big ship yeah, i mean it's housing a fucking spatial on it um and then everything on the fucking deck of it as well um but that they decided back then that it was going to cost too much to retrofit to be an actual shuttle so they're like nah let's move on to the challenger let's make the challenger instead oh yay yay um yeah yeah that's the, again like we did sad then we did happy but the this even this part does have a sad tint yeah uh, well, be, before the before the sad tint, so the, the stuff before the sad tint where her, her recruitment drive pushed up, you know, is attributable for, I think it was 1,500 people before she started her recruitment stuff, which was only a, a four-month-long program going around the US, um, signed up for NASA. After that, there was 8,000 people signed up for NASA. Wow. So... Incredible. And then their recruits, their the recruitment that year, they had to increase the size of the class they wanted. They were only after 22 and then boosted it to 35 because they went, we've got too many good candidates because we've got all now these, these women joining and the, these people of color as well. Yeah. You know, we've got to have them in, you know, these are too good to say like, yeah. Oh no, you join next year. That's that's the thing when it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, we only need the best of the best, and it's just like, well, why assign a cut off? Yeah. yeah, why why does why does the best of the best have to be a select few? Maybe yeah. that's a systemic mindset issue that's built into society. Yeah, man, fucking people owning one percent of everyone. Um, so you know, re recruitments. From that included Sally Ride, first woman in space, Guy Bluford, um, first black guy in space. Um, and, you know, 
whole class's worth of, of people of color and women going through NASA and becoming astronauts. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, so on the, on the sad, on the sad side of it, um, three of seven people on the challenger, um, were falling into those categories of, of people of color or, or, uh, women. Mm -hmm. Uh, sadly lost uh, that day, obviously, whatever it was, um, seventy, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, you see interviews with Nichelle, and is her usual charming, laughing self about everything. But when it gets to the challenger, because of course, if you're the person who brings these people in, and then they die doing, you know something like that it's got to take it out of you and it yeah looked like it deeply of, saddened her a lot, of, lot of guilt attached to it yeah mm -hmm. yeah um um but i i, I want to bring it but obviously if if people want to know more about that the, you know it's one of history's well, great tragedies hmm. um but <clears throat> you know like i said this was a very important endeavor. Hmm. I, I said before, arguably the most important thing. I don't know if that's true, but I, I personally hold a lot of regard for scientific endeavors and yeah. for, you know, space programs around the world because it is, you know, regardless of whether or not it is the most important science being done is, is arguably the, the most difficult science being done. You know, yeah. and and you know, like JFK said in his commencement speech, we as 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 humans, we we do it because it's difficult, because mm. it's a thing that we must overcome, and you know, we as people, we need to overcome it together. And and Michelle Nichols helped us to to really you know do that mm. to to make you know leap you know to try at least make leaps great leaps in science you know using the people yeah um and, and she's just a, a first link in the chain so mm -hmm. her being on star trek and her encouraging people through the women in motion uh company to get into nasa got people into nasa who wouldn't be represented who were then seen by people um you know 20 years ago who were then seen about people now so mm -hmm. it's a chain of representation that gets people interested in in sci-fi, gets people in, into STEM, gets it, people into NASA, who gets people, mm -hmm. you know, there on. So that as a directly attributable chain, you know, it, it's it's hard to, you know, you can't imagine someone or can't imagine her doing any more for it, really. So No. Mm. Um, and it's a chain that at one point comes back on itself. You talking because May? May Jameson. Jameson, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. Let's bring let's bring us back out of that funk. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things yeah. about Star Trek mm -hmm. um, is that um, it has inspired a lot of people into getting into science, sciencey shit. Yeah. Um, and obviously Uhura 
was a very inspirational figure for a lot of young black actresses going into Hollywood, but she was also a very inspirational figure, as we've just discussed, for young black nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one uh, in particular, Mae Jemison. She became mm-hmm. the first black lady in space, um, inspired as yeah. a child by watching Uhura on Star Trek. And then after she came back from space, she, she brought that chain round. TNG. Fuck yeah, man. Transporter chief. You know. Yeah, mate. That's... I'd like, you know, that's why she did it. Yeah. That's why she, she did she, it. She directly she attributes to it to, to the horror. So. Yeah, man. She and figured Michelle. out a way. Like, she was, you know, she was much younger than Whoopi Goldberg. She yeah. figured, like, it took Whoopi Goldberg that, that long in her life to get onto Star Trek. I reckon I can do it in much less time by actually going to space. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's what Star Trek should be for. And, you know, yeah. if, it gets, if it gets someone like uh, May up to space and Hell yeah. encouraging the next generation, then that's, that's fantastic. Absolutely. That's what it should I be for. I compare it to... Um, Stacey Abrams, you know, yeah. Stacey Abrams as a, as a politician, maybe not even as a, as a, as a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey Abrams is an American politician for anyone who doesn't know who she is. Um, and she is a Trekkie and she holds Trekkie ideals, you know, and had she- the honor of being the president of earth in the last episode of discovery uh, as yeah, of filming this. Bringing that chain back around. Yeah. You know, she got into politics so she could be in Star Trek. <laughs> it's a long way to go. It's, uh, <laughs> you know. Like some might say it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what your ideals are. For some people, yeah, it could be easier, I suppose. But you you dump the, not for Stacey Abrams, but you dump the chance of being in Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, if if people want to know more about that, uh, there's the Women in Motion documentary on Prime. If you want to mm-hmm. know more about the Shatner kiss or the Martin Luther King story on YouTube, there's an interview with the it's the Associated Press or something like that mm-hmm. um, in the US. You know, all all decent stuff to to look up on. Uh, fantastic, absolutely. Uh, Beyond anything like that, a singer, even into the 90s, released an album into the 90s. Yeah, man. i got to tell you, man, there is... So there's a there's a song, sung by Nichelle Nichols. You can find it. Um, I, I played it a couple of times today. It's called Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. It's cool. It's groovy. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a kind of uh, jazz hall ballad type deal. Um, you never... See the spark that's hidden in your heart on the dark side of a moon. Yeah, man, it's a good. Uh, it's it's good for sitting in low light, drinking a brandy, and smoking yeah. a cigarette. Mm. Put it that way. Very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, if you, uh, I'll also recommend uh, slightly more lighthearted as well. 
Um, there's the drunk history retelling mm-hmm. of the Martin Luther King uh, interaction, oh, okay. which really? which is you know enjoyable. If you if who's, you like who's doing it, who's who's the main person telling um, it? Uh, the person telling it is Ashley Nicole Black. And Ashley it's it's Ashley Nicole Black telling telling the story, drinking what appears to be gin and ginger ale. Okay. Um, and it's the the girl from That's So Raven playing Nichelle Nichols. <laughs> okay. Oh, very nice. Um, and that's enjoyable. Um, and also, uh, the the interview that I mentioned before with Nichelle Nichols, um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson re-released it the other day he misplaced it or something but he put a call out yeah. on twitter to get someone to help him repost it to his youtube channel mm. which is such a like kind of cute boomer on social media move yeah <laughs> asking for tech support on social media when you could just google it yeah <laughs> Degrass Tyson, you idiot. I mean, there's there's nothing else really left to, to be said. I'm going to play this because I think it's fitting off my phone. I'm also going to say a, a joke that I thought of earlier. Um, women in Motion. Um, have you seen Star Trek: uh, The Final Frontier? Well, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Woman in Motion. What a deleted. Was that a good joke? No. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. We, we, we've got the we've got the bagpipes going. Um, yeah. You know, to to such degree, we have we have to do a special episode because uh, obviously, such a, a special person in the world of track and, and beyond um, for her lives, touched not only by track but her actions thereon. So we commend ye, um, or Nichelle Nichols. And to absent friends, eh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the thing. Hmm. Ah! Yeah. Live long and yeah. prosper, Mike. Live long and prosper. And as I say, always to absent friends. You know, we, we miss these people that have touched uh, touched our lives. So yeah, dude. stay alive, Takei, uh, Koenig, and uh, Patrick Stewart. Yes. And Freights and... <laughs> I could do it by a person's absence um, and <laughs> and Spiner Don't read and, any deeper. and Delancey and uh, Frakes and Dawn. Is this, is this how certain... we're going to fade out just by listing people? Uh, and and, and, and Wang and uh, uh, Crosby. Pat- Patrick Stewart, Robert uh, Beltran, Bobby Beltran, Kate Muldrew, Kate Muldrew. <laughs> what are we Ethan Phillips. Do? Yeah, mate. Avery Brooks. 